Hello and welcome to Sailor. Time to pause. So what? I am here with member of the team, Gracie. Hello, Gracie. Hello, Samuel. How are you? You okay? I'm all right. I'm going to use your Sunday name today. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine, Gracie. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, have you got a coffee as we have this little chat? I think that might be yeah. apt. I have a coffee that I made in my espresso machine. It's from Burundi, which Ooh. is West Africa, I think. Probably wrong. It's got notes of strawberries and cream. Wow. Now, from when you first tasted that, is it a bit like wine tasting where you swirl it around, spit it back out? Uh, see if it's got legs. Spit it back out, see if it's got legs, yeah. See if it runs. You know, I was thinking about your coffee thing. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about the whole caffeine thing. And then there's quite a lot of research and stuff that says that decaf coffee is better for you but i know for a fact that's not true okay I decaf agree with that. coffee not sure decaf why. coffee killed my dad oh crate of it fell on his head <laughs> that's not true that's a line from the <laughs> show i do it's <laughs> not true my dad's alive and well i i fully agree with the sentiment <laughs> Although some decaf coffees are quite nice, but although I don't drink coffee for the caffeine, I find that coffee with caffeine or coffee that hasn't been through the process of the caffeine being taken out of it generally tastes nicer. Can you actually taste caffeine though? Because when people, I'm less of a coffee drinker, more of a tea drinker. Mm. And if perhaps it's not the same, but somebody says to me, do you want decaf? I don't really care because it doesn't taste any different to me. Okay. Naturally, same for coffee. Well, I think if you had like coffee beans, like full caffeinated coffee beans, and then you had those same caffeinated coffee beans with the caffeine taken out. Yeah. Then the caf- the coffee with the caffeine in will taste nicer than the coffee with it being taken out because the oh. coffee with it being taken out has been through this process to remove the caffeine. Cool. And therefore remove the flavour. I'll see. Now, I've got a joke, which actually is probably more of a statement about you. All right, okay. Judging by your passion for coffee, right? All right, I'm ready. So the barista, Mm -hmm. I said that correctly, Sam, or am I? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So a barista says to the customer, how do you take your coffee? Customer replies very, very seriously. Good answer. And then another joke. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> I don't like I don't like the terms of endearment in this joke. So feel free to blank it out. Honey, this coffee tastes like dirt. That's not surprising, dear. It was just ground this morning. Oh no! <laughs> They're terrible, aren't they? Yeah. I was thinking. I was. I was ready to work out why you'd put honey in coffee. Oh, because of the yeah. Yeah, because of the endearment, yeah. You could have that without the honey, really. Yeah, should we try it without the honey? Yeah, try it without the honey. Okay. One person says to the other, this Mm. coffee tastes like dirt. That's not surprising. It was just ground this morning. See, it doesn't have the same ring, I don't think. Maybe it needs the honey. Maybe Maybe it needs the honey and the deer. I was going to say that no matter, even if it did, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, should we crack on? (laughs) Play the theme tune. I will stop and breathe
for the love of coffee that episode was going to be called the world's strongest coffee but i changed it because when i started writing about the god bit of the podcast my idea changed so yeah no i like the link i like it it's, mm. I, I think it's a very clear well even the yeah the title all fits in doesn't it it's like mm. and i apologize for just talking about coffee for the first five minutes of the episode i uh, learned things i go. never thought i'd needed to know until <laughs> i heard that <laughs> the thing i was drawn to and but i'm not sure if you mentioned it i don't know if it was just a thought that kind of sprung to my mind as you were talking well it would have been because you were talking about it was that i think there's also something in there uh, it in the the idea of the process you're talking about all the elements of the coffee come together and that you know that's where it brings its strength and its taste and the different flavors and stuff like that but uh, uh, it, it's not just there it has to go through a process doesn't it mm-hmm. to reach that point yeah and i kind of feel that a little bit with faith that it's not just a given that you you know you need this and that from god for that particular moment or that particular challenge or or situation or whatever there's a process that happens mm. and Oh, it might be something like, I don't know, you say you're going for a new job and you're really you're kind of, kind of anxious about it or you're, you lack confidence about it. So it's not just about a case of, oh, I'm going to pray to God for that and then he's going to give me the confidence. He's going to give me these different strengths or characteristics that I need. It, it It's done through a process. So it might be that, I don't know. There's another situation where he can, you know, he builds confidence in you. Mm. Um, yeah. Or there might be a time where things are really hard in your life and you have to persevere through it. Uh, and the things that you get, the things that you develop through your faith in those moments, that's the process. And then you, it, it, as a person and then as, a, uh, as a, an individual, that then goes on to impact how you can live day-to-day and in the future. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it's not like you just get different ingredients. The co- yeah. Individually, like if you think about your coffee, individually those things probably taste really bitter or don't taste at all. Yeah. But in the process of blending them and mixing and them together. Them and taking this, yeah, yeah, roasting them and brewing it. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you talked about, you talked about, about the time as well that it took takes for strength if it's a stronger coffee and mm. ratio of water and stuff like that yeah and also i like that i like the fact that if you think about having a coffee a nice coffee mm. for me i only have like maximum two a day i'm more of a tea drinker as i said yeah but if i'm gonna have a coffee i see it as a more of a sociable thing mm. as well okay I, I, I would rarely have choose to have a coffee on my own. Which I don't know what that's about. But <laughs> that's interesting. That. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm on. I'm on board with the two two coffees a day. I generally have two coffees a day. Otherwise, it's a bit 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 too much caffeine. But yeah, def- there's definitely a social element to the coffee because like I'll make myself two coffees a day because I like coffee. But then if you go see somebody, like oh, let's go for a coffee. Yeah. I'll have another one, but just just because you're together and it's it's nice to do together, isn't it? 
I think I, I don't know why, but I think I enjoy a co- coffee more if I'm with other people. Mm. Rather, well, it depends. See, you probably spend ages perfecting a coffee for yourself mm. at home, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm just one of those bobbing the grains, pouring hot water. All oh, right. Okay. Can you still be my friend? Um, um, I'll choose to let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> But I think there's something about when you go out for a coffee that someone's taken the time. I don't know, there's something... Yeah. Isn't it? Something, like, different about it. Mm. Someone's put a lot of care into that coffee. Yeah, like an yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And I think in a few weeks, this has been in the pipeline for a long time, on that note of coffee is a time where you, like, coffee with friends is a lot nicer than coffee by itself. I'm starting an Instagram project... Yeah. Where, I don't know if it's an excuse for me to go and drink coffee, for like coffee shops to like pray in the coffee shop for for the coffee shop, for the staff, uh, just yeah. to invite Jesus into the coffee shop to kind of like be in discussions because you often go to a coffee shop to have a chat with a mate or like talk about something deeper with a friend. You might go for a coffee and... Lots of different discussions happen in coffee shops, so that's that's kind of the idea of it. I like um, that idea. So watch this space. Yeah. Yep. We'll see how it goes. And I think when I was when I was writing that podcast, the thing that I wanted to get across most, or that was in my head most, was the fact that I I still love coffee no matter what, no matter no matter who who says oh coffee's not very nice, or mm. why, why are you drinking coffee? I still I still love it, or no matter how my understanding of coffee can get confused or I'm not sure why coffee would keep me awake all night. I don't know why, but, um, I still love it and I wouldn't choose. I would, I would always like, I'd always choose to have a coffee if it was nice coffee. And I think the fact that linking that to Jesus, I still love Jesus no matter what, no matter my doubts, no matter the struggles that I go through, I still love Jesus or no matter things that I don't understand in the world, like, going through troubles why why is there so much pain in the world i still love jesus so it all comes down to his story and i think that unintentionally linked quite nicely to what ian and elizabeth were talking about in their episodes with the story of job i didn't set out to have that mindset when i was writing the episode but it worked out quite quite nicely yeah and there's also i think there's also the questioning thing you came you uh, all the, the questioning side of it that links into it as well where you there's always more to know Mm. And what drives you then to to know is is that your relationship with Jesus and you want to know more about him. You want mm. him. You, you you're not going to know it all. It would be really yeah. boring if we knew it all, wouldn't it? Yeah. So boring. It'd be like, well, what have we got left to do? Yeah. Um, I feel like our heads might explode if you knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, in and and you but you still pursue that uh, relationship even though yeah you don't you, you still don't know all the answers. Yeah. And I, you know, if you're linking it in with Job, our, our little man with very few letters in his name, he questioned all the time, didn't he? He, he didn't didn't know all the answers, and if anybody had the right to know the answers to those questions, it's <laughs> probably mm. probably him. But yeah, so sorry, yeah, I just think that that's quite that quite an important thing that you talked about mm. that we're still learning and mm. still a lot more to know. Yeah, we'll never know it all. But poor Jane. We might I know when we get to heaven, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Well, apparently we'll, we'll. find out a bit yeah. more. 
you'll find out a bit more. You might not know the, like the answer, but yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'd rather be somebody who asks, asks questions than just accepts. Yeah. Because if you just accept it, then I don't know. You're not. Always, you're not. Um, you're not working on that relationship, are you? Mm. Yeah. Do you know one of the most annoying phrases I find at the moment? Go on. That grates me a little bit. It's. It is what it is. You know when mm. people say, "Oh, it is what it is." Like, there's no challenge. Mm. There's an acceptance. You imagine if Job just went, "Oh, it is what it is." Yeah. Yeah, because I guess there's a difference with that. Whereas Job questions, but still worships. Yeah, um, absolutely. But the worship came along with the questions. It wasn't just uh, I'm going to worship and not ask any questions, just accept it. That's that's subtly different, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think God God appreciates that more, doesn't he? And I think through a lot of worship and a lot of worship songs that have been written at the moment, they say we give we give it all to god we give it all to jesus but that's sometimes when well when i sing those songs it can be like i give all my life i give all the good stuff and everything i do is for jesus but god also wants us to bring all the bad stuff and all the confusion and all the questions to him as well that's like it's not just give all good stuff it's give all yeah everything we are including the questions including the confusions including the um misunderstandings i said the same thing three times but no matter um, <laughs> it's important what you said was important so yeah. it needs to be said more than once <laughs> so giving the questions is kind of worship giving everything to god because that's how that's how we build relationships that's how we can build trust in him by questioning and he still comes through he will always come through yeah and i think we talked about it in the last one about that um the whole idea that you know we can be honest brutally honest with God, because he can handle it. Mm. He's, you know, got big enough shoulders to handle it. And he wants us to be honest. Mm. I think there's a difference between... I think if you're going to be honest with God as well, you need to be prepared for an honest answer. And that's not Mm. always comfortable. No. Yeah, and that can sometimes be painful and confusing. But if you've got that level of trust to be able to be to, to be honest with God in the first place, I think you'll get through his honest response. Mm-hmm. I was thinking as well that, you know, and I don't know if it's the case for you, but like if, if you experience like pain and and kind of pain and, and suffering, sometimes it, it, very naturally it can lead to like a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. But then for others... And I'm thinking about Job here as well. It can often bring it, pull it into focus and strengthen that mm. faith. And I think, it, again, it's the point when Job gets all this stuff piled on him and happens. If we look at what he was like before all that, mm. it's all, it, it's rooted in him being a man of faith. And even like he used to pray and like for his family because he almost like preempted what was going to happen but because he was rooted mm. his faith was really rooted in God it enabled him to tap into that resource if you like when it was the worst of worst for him yeah because like at the end of the the verse that we were talking about I think when it was when I was reading it 
it's like, and then this bad thing happened, 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 it was even worse. When Job finally reacted to that in the story, he, what, what did he do? Did he shave his head off and tear yeah. his clothes? Yeah. But in that, fell to his knees and worships. Mm. Like, worship's not always happy clappy. Yeah. It's crying out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's it's almost, I read something about uh, when he tears his clothes, it's almost like a symbolism of what his heart's going through. Mm. It's like a physical, symbolic thing of, you know, my heart's being torn. All right, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just read that. I thought, oh, that's quite an interesting yeah, yeah. link, actually. And then, yeah, it makes himself quite vulnerable, doesn't he? Mm. But st- it still... Worship, worship, yeah, not necessarily a tidy thing, is it? No. <laughs> It'd be a messy, heart-wrenching, painful thing. Mm. I guess that's more authentic then, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember that, this is a bit of an aside? You still always make me kick all this. Do you remember the song Great Is The Darkness? Yeah. That covers the earth? Yeah. Yeah. So when that first came out, way before you were born, probably... It would build to the crescendo, is that the right word? Yes. Final verse, yeah. So the first verse starts with, great is the darkness that covers the earth, oppression, injustice and pain. I think they're the words. I think they're the words, right. The Salvation Army adopted this song as part of their rendition of songs. (laughs) But they used to sing it, let's upbeat from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it used to just make me giggle. And they'd be clapping. Great, I'm not going to sing. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's like, like, it's like that song. It? Jesus doesn't care <laughs> what you done yeah. before. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Jesus doesn't care. What? <laughs> I've got a mate. Oh, you, you probably. I don't know if she listens to this, but she used to. You know the song when the music fades. Oh yeah. She used to sing when the music. <laughs> Oh now I've sung twice on here so that's a um, some a miracle we won't do that again um, but yeah sorry it's just like this disconnect between singing about great as the darkness and, and yeah. it being a we must get through it yeah yeah. reminds me of what Ian said in, in his episode um, the reality is Satan may have some power but it is not equal or anywhere near equal to the power of God mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of what we're talking about in those yeah that that silly silly lyrics that we've sung before. <laughs> I was trying to find a I, I I did put fun fact about Job, and there right. aren't many because his life blessing wasn't really open to fun facts. Mm. But there was one that said Job is the only person God brags about. Yeah. I did enjoy that part of the, the Bible verse. Yeah. yeah. He, God completely put his trust in Job. He's like, yeah. You know what, Satan? Have you heard of Job? He's, yeah. he's rather great. Yeah. And it's interesting to say about the power thing, because twice when God, it is twice, isn't it? God talks to Satan and says, where have you been? And he goes, oh, we're there everywhere, knocking about yeah. a bit, doing yeah. a bit of stuff. Um, I'm paraphrasing. 
on those two occasions where he talks about Job, first is it the first time he says don't you do what you want but don't don't lay a hand on him or something, don't touch him? Um, yeah, don't harm him or don't harm him. But if and the whole my thought was Satan, if he if he had all that, if he was more powerful, he would ignore God, surely. Mm-hmm. And just be able to Yeah. Go ahead and, and and really hurt Job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't be all that. He can't be all that um powerful. Satan has to has to admit that yes, ultimately God is in control. Yeah. Ian talks a lot about the friendship side of things as well, didn't he? Mm. And I guess that trust that God puts in Job about the uh, the bragging about him kind of comes from that friendship. Yeah. Shows what that friendship can do and how being honest with God kind of builds that. Yeah. Because don't his other friends walk out on him or get fed up or... Yeah, I think they do. Some, yeah. of the, some of his friends don't give that great advice, do they? Because mm. um, don't, don't his friends give that advice that you said before about, um, oh, it is what it is? Yeah. So it's along that line, isn't it? Get over it. Yeah. Move on. Or or like, do they question it? Why why do you still trust God? Because all this is happening. I made that up. I might be making things up. It's not. I think they do, and I think that's you know perfectly reasonable for your friends to ask that. Because, mm. no. I saw a friend going through that. I would ask, mm. "Why do you bother?" But they ask the question, and and Job is able to answer. Yeah. By saying, "I still trust him," and. Mm. I, I guess that's a great way of uh, evangelism in a way, mm. rather than putting it in people's faces like yeah they've asked the question so that's kind of what we all need in a way and I, also I believe you have a song that you suggested that is a great song Gracie what is it it's called Hallelujah Anyway by Ren Collective mm. and it basically encompasses everything that Ian and Elizabeth talk about yeah, it, it speaks for itself, really. Excellent. Uh, also, I think it leads nicely into a poem that I know, and I think the two work really well together. Nice. It's called Amen, I Think. I'm excited for this. Oh, my goodness. Right, here we go. I'm going to close my eyes. Part of praying. When I became a Christian, I said, Lord, now fill me in. Tell me what I'll suffer in this world of pain and sin. He said, your body may be killed and left to rotten stink. Now do you want to follow me? I said, amen, I think. I think amen. Amen, I think. I think I say amen. I'm not completely sure. Can we go through this again? You say, my body may be killed and left to rotten stink. That sounds terrific, Lord. I say amen, I think. There must be other ways to follow you, I said. I really would prefer to end up dying in my bed. Well, yes, he said, if you could put up with the sneer and the scorn and the spit. Now, do you want to follow me? I said, amen. A bit. A bit, amen, amen, a bit. I'm not completely sure. Can we go through this again? You say I need to put up with sneer and scorn and spit. 
That sounds lovely, Lord. <laughs> I say amen. Okay. Now I sat back and thought a while and tried a different ploy and said, aha, the good book says that Christians are full of joy. Oh, yes, he said. You need the joy to bear the pain and the sorrow. Now do you want to follow me? I said, Amen. Tomorrow. I'll say Amen. I'll say Amen. I'll say Amen tomorrow. I'm not completely sure. Can we go through this again? You say I need the joy to bear the pain and the sorrow. That sounds great, Lord. I'll say Amen. Tomorrow. Now look, he said. I'm not asking you to spend an hour with me, a quick salvation sandwich and a cup of sanctity. The cost is you, not half of you, but every single bit. Now do you want to follow me? I said, amen. I quit. I'm sorry, Lord. I really would like to follow you, but I really don't think this religion stuff's the manly thing to do. Forget religion, he said, and think about my son and tell me if you're man enough to do what he has done. Are you man enough to see the need and man enough to go? Man enough to care for those who no one wants to know? Man enough to love the world and turn it upside down? Man enough to take the pain and wear it like a crown? Man enough to follow me? I'll ask you once again. I said, I'm really, really frightened, Lord. But I do say, Amen. Amen, 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 amen. I really am quite frightened, Lord. But I also do say, amen. I'll find a way to praise you From the bottom of my broken heart Cause I think I'd rather strike a match Than curse the dark I'll find a way to thank you Though the bitterness is real and hard Cause I'd rather take a chance on hope than fall apart I don't think I'm ready to surrender to the dark, no Even if my daylight never dawns
This has been Sailor Time to Pause, a podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. I'm Ian. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sam. If you've enjoyed journeying with us over these last few weeks, join us every Monday. Or any day that works for you. To spend time together, taking time out to pause, catch our breath, draw near to God and refresh our spirits. We share Bible teachings, reflections on songs we're listening to, and on what's going on in the world around us. As well as this, on the last day of the month, we look back and reflect, share any thoughts from our listener community and ask what we can take from it into our daily living. What we call our personal So What's for the month. Join us, making us part of your regular routine, spending a few minutes to listen to what God might be saying to you. Find us on your favourite podcast streaming service, on Facebook or YouTube by searching for Selah. That's S-E-L-A-H. Time to pause.